In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen, and good morning to you. The title of my homily this morning is Recognizing Jesus as the Son of the Most High God. And the verse I would like to focus on, at least initially, is this verse. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What hast thou to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beseech thee, do not torment me. Keep in mind that this was an insane man saying this. The main point that I would like to make is this. If the sane citizens of our land will not recognize and acknowledge Jesus as God, then the insane will cry out in recognition. The stones will cry out, the babes and sucklings will pour forth praise. Let me read you some commentary from St. Nikolai of Zicha. He says, The godless close their mouths and think, Let us not mention the name of God so that he will vanish from this world. Good luck. O miserable men, your mouths are in a minority in the wide world. You've seen and heard how a weir gives a river a voice. Now a weir, if you don't know what it is, it's kind of like a small dam. It's kind of like a beaver dam, only men built it. And it's not, it doesn't let out the floodwaters with gates, but the water just pours over the over the top of the weir. Without a weir, the river would be inaudible and dumb, but the weir has opened its throat and every droplet has received a tongue. Your weir, he says, will do the same thing. It will open the throat of the voiceless and teach the dumb to speak. If your lips Stop confessing the name of the Lord. You will be filled with fear at hearing the irrational and dumb confessing it. Just like they were fill, filled with fear that the insane man was confessing the name of Jesus Christ and they wouldn't. If all men blot out the name of God among themselves, it will be written in the rainbow across the sky with fire on every grain of sand. And then sand will be men, and men will be sand. It, the gospel lesson further speaks of how the devil or the devils, how much is a legion? Like in the Roman, it's like 2,000, right? So it's like two, th huh? 
6,000. All right, so what is your name? Legion. So he had perhaps thousands of demons in him. But it speaks of the devil entering him and tormenting him. St. Nikolai says this, The devil is the body's destroyer, a thorn in the flesh, as the Apostle Paul said. Through the body, as if on a staircase, he crawls into the soul. Through the body, as if on a staircase, he moves into the soul and seizes on a man's heart and mind until he has completely devoured them, disfigured them, and emptied them of divine beauty and purity, of understanding and righteousness, of love and faith, of hope in good and desire for good. And then he enshrines himself in the man as if on a throne. And he takes all the threads of the man's body and soul into his hand and makes him become to him like an animal on which he rides. A pipe through which he plays. A wild beast through which he devours. The man-man man described in the gospel is like this. There's a, there's a hymn in the daily uh, octoikos, it's the daily hymns of, of the eight tones. And whenever I come across it, I, I shudder at it because this hymn says, I have become a plaything of the devil. I don't want to be the plaything of the devil. Do you? It's possible to become the plaything of the devil. All the people, you know, the, the, they, they came and saw this. The devils asked if they could go into the swine not because simply that they didn't want to return to, to hell. Jesus was going to send them to hell. Please, you know, don't you know, turn us in before then, put us into the swine. But there was a double motivation of that because they wanted to make the people of Gadara mad. They wanted to anger them. They wanted to destroy their livelihood. It says that they were afraid. What were they afraid of? Were they afraid of God? No. They're running God out of town. They're afraid of, their, their fear was fear of loss. Fear of loss of livelihood. Fear of loss of money. Fear of loss of security. Fear of loss. Personal fear of loss. Not, oh, I'm afraid. All the people asked him to depart. And so he got in the boat and he returned. 
He didn't say anything. They said, go away, and he didn't say anything. He got in the boat and left. St. Nikolai reminds us of the Roman emperor who once said, I came, I saw, I conquered. We've heard this before, right? He says, Jesus came, he saw, he conquered, and he kept silent. And in keeping silent, he gave his victory a wonderful and eternal character. The Lord Jesus Christ never imposes himself on anyone. Neither should we. He who receives him receives eternal life, and he who drives him away remains in the company of the swine and receives eternal madness and eternal death. And so I believe that we on this day are called to repentance in that we should consider how we ourselves are like the citizens of the Gadarenes. St. Nikolai says this, Let us not be in a hurry to condemn these Gadarenes and their love for their swine before we consider the society of our day and count up all our swine-loving fellow townsfolk who would, just like the Gadarenes, have more concerns for their pigs than for the lives of their neighbors. Just think how few there are today, even among those who cross themselves and confess Christ with their tongues, who would not quickly make up their minds to kill two men if it would give them 2,000 pigs. Or think if there are many among you who would sacrifice 2,000 pigs to save the lives of two madmen. Let those who condemn the Gadarenes before first condemning themselves be filled with deep shame. Were the Gadarenes to rise up today from their graves and begin to count, they would arrive at a vast number of like-minded in Christian Europe. And he wrote this a hundred years ago, and I would dare say we could say like-minded in Christian America. At least they beg Christ to leave while the peoples of Europe drive him out and America. And why? in order to be left alone with their pigs and their masters, the demons. St. Paul reminds us, if I build up again those things which I tore down, then I prove myself a transgressor. And so let us consider when we come 
before the altar of God today to receive Jesus Christ into our hearts and minds and our bodies through the participation in the body and blood of the Lord that we should confess Him. I want to remind you today when you come up, and you know to do this, but sometimes we get a little lazy or uh, presumptive about it. The servant of God, John. This is a confession. This is a confession of faith. This is an alliance. This is a verbal statement. I am the servant of God. So when you come today, when you come forward today, make your confession as you receive Jesus Christ. And let us all be washed in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us sinners. Cleanse us from all impurity. Heal us and save us. To Thee be glory and praise, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen.